happy, happy Wednesday. Mic check, mic check, one, two. You know me. Playing with my mic sometimes. Touching the buttons here on the set. I am so happy. It's Wednesday. The weather today's warming up. At least when I walked in the office, it was a bit warmer this morning. And, and I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, today, we're going to have a great show. And I was inspired uh, last night. My husband and I were kind of thumbing through the channels, um, just trying to see what was on. And we came across this show. I forgot. I, I, it's a series, Get Rich or something like that, where the host, me is talking um, the money of psychology or psychology money uh, and, and just exploring people's money relationships. So I, I'm always intrigued with that is because we don't realize how much of our money habits and ideas and definitions of money is so ingrained in us through our culture, through our environment, through our family members or relatives. And we have not resolved a lot of those money patterns and behaviors that can conflict with our bigger goals and dreams. And so I was intrigued. I was inspired by this show to talk about, you've got it, of course, we're going to talk about real estate, but the true cost of home ownership as it relates to the bottom line numbers. He said something that was so, uh, it, it was so on point for me, where he said uh, that your mortgage will be the minimum you pay towards housing, whereas your rent will be the maximum you pay towards housing. So I'm going to come back to that. While we're going to um, prepare for this slide, of course, I'm going to do this classroom style. So yes, presentation style. I've got some notes. I've got some numbers that you're going to write, want to write down in terms of the costs involved that maybe most professionals have not discussed with you other than down payment and closing costs. Uh, although if you're a client of mine, you've heard me talk about the recurring costs and the true maintenance and repair costs of a property after you've closed. So once champagne bottles are popped, now the real life, uh, the real life reality of a home ownership kicks in. And oftentimes it works for some people and it doesn't work for others, which is why I lead with education. I lead with education so you can make an informed decision as to whether investing in real estate is, uh, is a good deal or makes sense for you. There was a clip on here where he talked about there was a 27-year-old who was, I imagine, just going with the trend. And, and trends can be very dangerous. If you are going with a trend and you want to be the you know first homeowner in your family, or you want to be the youngest homeowner, or you want to, you're doing it because it's a trending, and you don't realize uh, the costs of doing it, and it's okay. I just want to address this because you've got to be careful of getting caught up in the trend, which I guess is the similar of the Joneses, right? Keeping up with the Joneses today, it's keeping up with trends that can ultimately hurt you financially uh, because you jump in into a situation where you're not quite prepared and it is really hard to save once you've jumped into this uh, because it becomes a never ending cycle. One of the things I heard him say for a lot of people, and I'm reading this in headlines, a lot of people, once they jump into this homeownership or they've got their, you know, their goals and their plans, they're living paycheck to paycheck because they haven't worked through their psychology of money. So I, I, I was intrigued. I was like, oh, for once. And, and I shared with my husband, I said, oh my gosh, this guy is sharing so much gems that I've shared over the last 200 plus episodes on this show, although I'm not, you know, I'm not on that network, I'm on this network. And so if you've been connected with me for the last couple of years, you've gotten the same thing, if not more in depth uh, conversation and information that most people are not discussing. So that's what we're going with. That's what where I'm leading with. Before I jump into that, I want to say hi, hi, hello. My name is Lisa Gillette 
also known as Super Agent. I'm your show host, uh, creator and founder of all the fun Ready Set Real Estate swag, content, merch, workshops, events coming to a uh, center near you where we are lining up. So I just, let me just say this, by the way, <sighs> breathe, right? Like breathe. <laughs> I've got a lot going on. And the good news is if you are not aware or haven't tuned in or realized yet, we are having our workshops every month. We started and they're fourth Saturdays of each month. And so let me give you a mini commercial real quick of the one that's coming up on April 22nd. Uh, yes, April 22nd. So do register while I play this for you. Make sure you share, uh, invite someone to tune in. And if you can come out, come out to our community events. It's fourth Saturdays of each month. We're doing it at 10 a.m. to 11.30. A cool, just friendly uh, meet and greet, light snacks and refreshments. And then we delve into the workshop with great information. The last one was really helpful for a lot of people. And they were like, oh my gosh, there should have been so much more people here. We talked about deed and mortgage fraud. So make sure you, you tune in, you register, you get on the list and we'll see you next uh, this coming Saturday. LaDonna says, hello, hello, my sister friend, LaDonna Hightower's in the building. She was our small business spotlight for last month's workshop. Uh, she is a notary and um, best way to get in the business and really understand that is as a notary. I started as a notary. I still have my notary public license, license, licensure. And um, it, it's, it's so important to have just if you're learning or want to learn more about this business. Okay, so check this out. Be right back. Uh, we're going to play this and we've got more coming. You've got it. So we're going to be talking about buying foreclosed properties, how to buy foreclosed properties under the California um, new ordinance. So there's a new bill that went into effect on January. And so we'll talk, talk about when this bill sunsets, whether, well, I can't talk about the future in terms of if they'll renew it or extend it, but this is addressed this, uh, what we're seeing as a foreclosure wave crisis and the governor of California, I can't speak to other states to see what they're doing, but California wants to level the playing field for those home buyers who haven't had an opportunity to get their foot in the door. Or it's not even an opportunity, right? Because everyone is working, saving, and experiencing life at their own pace, on their own journeys. So if you too, in the next uh, couple years, are deciding to uh, get your foot into the door of real estate, you definitely want to tune in uh, in this live workshop. So by the way, it is live. It's I'm not doing a show on it. It is a live workshop. It's going to be hands-on and gives me an opportunity to connect with our folks, our local residents, neighbors, and community. It is a free community workshop, free to attend. The website, let me make sure I throw that on here. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Realestatelife.events. If you're serious about that real estate life, register at realestatelife.events, free to attend for community residents, residents and local residents. So basically, if you're a non-licensee, you're welcome to attend free of charge, which means no cost to you. If you're a licensee and you'd like to attend, there is a fee associated with that. You're welcome to attend. But there is a cost if you are a licensee, meaning you're a real estate professional or you are in the real estate industry as a licensed professional. OK, but for the overall uh, for our community folks, we're doing this just for you. All right. Just for you. So make sure you register. You still have time. We should probably close out registrations on Friday. Uh, today is Wednesday, so we'll close out registrations on Friday. That would be good. Uh, also, ooh, I want to do, I would be remiss if I do not do a birthday announcement. So happy belated birthday to my son, Lathan. Lathan turned 12 um, yesterday. Ooh, let me go to my Facebook. Hold up. 
Now I got to share. I got to share. I've got to share. Let's go to, uh, let's go to my post on Lathan real quick. So happy birthday to Lathan who has turned 12 and just living up life, enjoying life. Let me, let me kind of share this real quick. Cause he's like the coolest, he's the coolest dude ever. He's the coolest dude ever. He's like, mom, 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 what are you going to do? So Lathan, okay, so I'm going to share this. Uh, so, and shout out, shout out to my bonus son, Ohani, who, whose birthday was on April 8th. Um, we, we co-parent with Ohani. So I'm, I'm usually selective of when I post pictures of, of Ohani on social media, but got lots of love for Ohani who turned eight on April 8th. And so Lathan turned uh, 12 on April 18th. So shout out to Lathan. Look at him here. I just really enjoy seeing him in the water. He is very in tune right now with learning astrology, which is very cute uh, and very intriguing because let's see at 12, he's just, he's just there y'all. He's, he's a fun person to speak with. He's, very inventive, very intelligent, very articulate. And um, mommy, of course, is very proud. In, in, in fact, he continues to be recognized for awards. This past month, he received one of the first, uh, he was part of the first group at his school to, to participate in the Black Excellence Awards. And he received an award for perfect attendance. And here's a little truth, thanks to my mom and my grandmother, who's a huge, who was a huge, and still is a huge support system. Lathan has not missed a day in school since pre-K. Even when he ended up in the ER for an allergic reaction to now we know he has allergies, uh, a, a deadly allergy to cashews and pistachios and Motrin. Uh, but even when he ended up in the ER, you're talking about a commitment. It was like we were in the ER at three o'clock in the morning and he was in uh, he was in kindergarten. He was uh, he was about two and a half, three years old at the time. And he asked me, "Mommy, is school finished?" And I said, "No, son. School has not even started yet." I said, "Do you want to go to school this morning, even though you're still in the hospital?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, okay. If you if we get out in, in, in enough time, if we're released and everything's okay, then yeah, we can, you know, get ready and we'll drop you off at school. And so you talk about commitment and this level of discipline of work ethic that I'm instilling because that was instilled in me. Go figure how far that has come. Clearly I'm over 500 plus episodes and content on YouTube discipline in showing up clearly works. And it was instilled in my mom, who my mom probably has uh, enough vacation from her job for years to come because she has not claimed many sick days or have claimed many work uh, vacation days. So shout out to you, mom, grandma, Chris, uh, shout out to grandma Sheila, who have been the true troopers in terms of work ethic and showing up. This is where I get it from. And these are the things that I'm instilling in my children and anyone who is connected with me. That's where it comes from is, is a true showing up. So I too had perfect attendance. I too was, you know, top of my class, that whole thing. But today I want to say I am a very proud mommy of, of this young prince who is just shining, just shining. And he enjoys the water. And thank you for allowing me to share this with you during this segment. Okay. End of that. We're back. We're back. And we're back. Let me close that out. Okay. So today's show sponsor, of course, since I'll be talking about the true cost of home ownership, I do want to just shout out, by the way, if you haven't, um, I've got a couple books here that I've written. So if you haven't grabbed any of these, right, this is, uh, let's call this part one, the teen, uh, let's see, the teen home buying experience. It's a great gift. In fact, we teach from this. Oh, that reminds me. Boot camp. Boot camp is going to happen this summer. So I am taking 20 students uh, for four Saturdays, two and a half hours, and we are going to be learning and teaching them real estate. 
Literacy Terms and Concepts by yours truly, uh, super agent, right? Me. So I, I usually, I just have so much fun when I do those classes with the youth. Uh, I think I'm going to focus on my high school students because we are going to do a field trip. So I'm going to take a, a kind of a 17, 16 and up group because we are going to take a field trip. And I just want to kind of have them have a, a an experience as they're preparing for matriculation from high school, I, albeit to a two-year, four-year college or a vocational school. Just want to give them the tools um, as they prepare for life. So I'm excited to announce that we are going to host our first boot camp. And this is going to be our host, our first focused boot camp. Uh, usually we've done it in collaborations with other organizations, which is great, but those students are learning something like tech or coding or design. Uh, they're learning some other type of program, at least with us, we really want to focus it on real estate and that's that real estate and financial literacy. So of course you can expect they're going to learn with me and they're going to learn through this book, right? And they're going to learn through this book co-authored with Anthony Lee. The Teen and Millennial Investment Blueprint. Now, I brought this book up today because we're going to be talking about this here, right here, the true cost of home ownership. And in this book, right, that Anthony and I have put together for you, we've included a worksheet. It's called Breaking Down the Numbers, Table One, where we had actually broke down, right, we itemized the cost of property, especially income property that most people are looking just on the mortgage side and don't realize there's other expenses that you have to factor in when you're calculating cash flow. So put that in the hashtag, uh, put that down in the chat below, cash flow. So with that, I do want to say thank you for uh, Anthony Lee and myself, who is the author, in fact, award-winning authors. We did win an award uh, for that book. And we'll be right back after the sponsor break. All right, good stuff. Where can you get the book, by the way? Uh, of course, on on all your online third-party retailers, of course. Um, we do have a site where you can buy the book direct, but most of you have like Amazon accounts, so you might get free shipping, that kind of thing. Don't worry, we still get our royalties from it and we still get credit for the sales. So thank you for your continued support on that. Um, in fact, we've, it, I, we've noticed, and I was sharing that with Anthony, it looks like most people... Um, kind of wait towards uh, the season. So we noticed that book sales were up the last year of 2022. So that fourth quarter, we noticed that uh, book sales had gone up between November and December. So shout out to you guys who are investing in yourselves, your friends, family, and community, and just learning this information. All right. Again, the true cost of home ownership. So I'm going to have fun talking about this is because oftentimes we talk about the common costs, principal loan amount, the loan interest, mortgage insurance premium, also known as the MIP or PMI, down payment and or closing costs. I did put an asterisk around closing costs. The reason being is because sometimes you may get, and this is not something you should count on, because it can make your deal a little bit harder or more challenging for your offer to be accepted if you're expecting the seller to pay all or some of your closing costs. That can be a deal breaker for some sellers when they're looking at the bottom line. Depending where your market is, depending what market you're purchasing in, there are still some local and hyper markets, especially South LA market here, which is the area that we serve. Uh, we've noticed that there are still multiple offers happening, especially for those properties that are properly priced. So if you are grossly overpriced and uh, you are still on the market, that's probably because you're grossly overpriced and you should revisit or consult with your real estate advisor, uh, just kind of the marketing efforts that you 
they're working on and also how much is pricing a factor in affecting that, okay? You want to be realistic with what's happening now. If you haven't had a chance, of course, I do want to say make sure you subscribe, of course, at on our favorite channels. Shout out to those of you tuning in to our radio podcast, doing awesome there. I did share, we got an email announcement said we were kind of bigging up or being bigged up uh, in South Africa. So that, that for me is like really cool. And thanks to the, this thing called, you know, the internet, the power of the internet is amazing. Okay. So I, I first titled this the line item cost because these are the line items listed out on a borrower's uh, cash to close worksheet. I'll say that again, borrower's cash to close worksheet. And it's an itemized worksheet that gives you the expenses of the loan, gives you the expense, the housing expense. It gives you the list of reserves also factored in your closing costs. It breaks down everything you need to know that's associated with that transaction. That's it. That's all you'll see. Now, oftentimes people feel relieved and say, "Woo, all right, you took, you know, I've heard clients say, oh, the lender took all my money, my down payment and my savings and the closing costs. It's, you know, $25,000, $30,000, right? Depending on your purchase price and your price point. And so once all that's factored in, you're thinking like, okay, ooh, I'll be glad when this is done and I'll, I'll have the keys. True? Not so much. In fact, there's everything else that we need to factor in, like property taxes. Not all the time, especially I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing a transaction right now where the property taxes is not included. And the reason being it's not included is because the transfer is being set up so that my client's son can take over the property at some future date and they want to make sure that it is the mortgage payment is comfortable but that can be both a pro and a con so on the onset you may say well okay the mortgage is 2200 but that doesn't include the annual property taxes which let's recall from past shows the property taxes are paid in two installments write that down first installment due no, uh, so no, no darn fooling around. First installment due November 1st. It's uh, considered past due at five o'clock on December 10th. Second installment due February 1st. It's past due at five o'clock on April 10th. So when it comes to your property taxes, this is the uh, mnemonic that I learned when I was studying real estate to get my real estate license. Shout out to Dr. Donna Grogan. Uh, awesome, awesome professor and advisor, board member, uh, just all kinds of things that she's done in, in the real estate community. And that was the, the, the mnemonic that I remember when it comes to your property taxes, there's no darn fooling around. November, December, April, February is what the acronyms uh, NDFA stand for. So that's how I remember. Like, oh my gosh, Lisa, you're so smart. You remember everything. No, there's tricks to remembering things. Use them. <laughs> All right. So lenders for a reason. I I I itemize this here that lenders do this for a reason when they don't include the expense of the property taxes for quali qualifying you based on your income, down payment that you're putting, the interest rate at the time, and the purchase price. So you do want to consider this thing called your debt to income ratio, also known as your DTI. So make sure you have those questions. It just really intrigues me that some people don't have these conversations with their lenders. I appreciate that you take the, you know, what your lender and what I say, you know, you just carry that at face value. But listen, your real estate team, your team of, of, of advisors, they're there for you to ask questions. Certainly, we don't expect you to know everything. Certainly, we don't expect you to know any of this because it's not like you do it every day. Some of you are doing it for the very first time. So your team of real estate advisors is there for you, right? If you are dealing with a team that does not make you feel comfortable, does not create a safe space for you to have these discussions, answer the questions, makes you feel like you should know, um, is condescending when they speak with you, 
it makes you feel uncomfortable to even ask or you feel like you're bothering them, I suggest you get a different team. That's my that's my take on it. Get a, get a different team, fire them and hire someone else. It's okay. How you choose, how you show people you want to be treated is exactly with that. It's oftentimes where you're, how and when and where you're willing to spend or invest your money. Because these people are working professionals who are working on your behalf as fiduciary agents, right? We talked about this word fiduciary. They have a fiduciary duty of your interests over their own. It's very, very, very important. Okay. I think you get the point. Got it? Good. All right. So the other cost here is maintenance and repairs. Maintenance and repairs. So they're not the same thing. They are two separate things. So let's talk about them separately. Let's discuss the maintenance. So the maintenance here, you have lawn care, for example, cutting the lawn, maintaining the yard, front and backyard, $100, $200 per month is what you can expect. Now, of course, this varies depending how much yard, right? You got a quarter acre, uh, your, your lawn person, your gardener might charge you a little bit more because there's a lot more work to factor in. There's this thing called cleaning gutters. It fascinates me how many times I see folks' gutters have a lot of junk and trees and birds' nests. Come on, we got to do better. You're a homeowner now, so there are maintenance involved in maintaining that property. Cleaning the gutters range from $100 to $200. So I'll keep reiterating, of course, these costs varies based on square footage and location and where you are in the United States and or the country. Exterior painting, go figure. Yes, the paint is going to weather. It's going to get weather beaten. It's going to get blistered. It's going to start peeling. And that can be an issue. So expect that you should be, uh, you should paint the exterior anywhere from every five to 10 years. And that could range between 25 to $5,000, depending on the square footage, depending on the coat. Listen, Paint can become more expensive. It can be upwards of you know, 10,000 10, or more, depending on the quality of paint, depending on the color, depending on you're going to do trims and just all kinds of things. So you get what I'm saying here is that, of course, it's up to you if you continue to build this uh, extravagant list of what you want in terms of customized paint. I will share that I have a client. I sold a property last summer. And the client had a custom paint job that insulated, this is what the paint did, according to her, the paint insulated the house. And it cost her $20,000 to paint a 2,900 square foot house, two-story, beautiful home. 2,900 square feet, just short of 3,000, let's just call it 3,000 square feet. And the paint that was sold or, or, or when she consulted with the, the salesman about what type of paint, they sold her paint that would keep her home cool in the summer and warm in the winter. So customized paint. Then there's the pest control cost of anywhere from $100 to $300 per treatment, per treatment. I've got another slide for you where we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about pest control, but I'll come back to it. And then plumbing and electrical repairs, right? So little things like uh, like the vent in the bathroom. That's one thing right now that we've got to, you know, the vent went out. So got to go get a new one, wire that up. Fortunately, my husband is very resourceful. So I, I imagine we're saving lots of money on all this stuff. So good for, you know, yay me for marrying someone who knows how, who, who has a background in construction and knows how to do these things. But if you're, you, or you're not, you don't have a partner who has this background, then these costs do add up over time. Things like your toilet getting clogged, right? Uh, to do a sewer line uh, clean and rent, rent the snake. If you're willing to go rent the snake, 
there's still a cost, right? You go to Home Depot, Lowe's, or to your local um, home improvement store, go rent the snake, haul that snake back to your place, run that snake down the toilet, and you do your thing, right? That's still time and money. Factor in how much is your time worth as opposed to paying someone to do the work for you, okay? That's oftentimes what people aren't calculating. How much is your time worth? Yes, you can do it. Even sometimes I share with my husband, honey, I know you can do everything, but how much is your time worth, right? Like the time you spend doing, you stop what you're doing to go do this project. Anyway, anyway, honey, if you're listening to listening, hi, lunch was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's jump over to repairs. Now repairs. This means when let's talk about CapEx. So capital expenditures is where I'd like to keep where I'd like to categorize repairs because you have things like plumbing repairs. Now, this is very as low as 175, something very minor to thousands of dollars where you need to replace the entire plumbing system. If you've got galvanized pipe, you are going to have to play, replace that at some point. In fact, you should replace that because all that galvanized pipe, get, you know, there's rust over time. It's not, it's not good for your health. So it poses an issue. I can share some night, you know, I have anecdotes. I had me and my stories. I I've seen the issues that have happened when you are trying to cut costs on resolving your plumbing problems. It is very important to know what type of plumbing system and fixtures you have for existent. For, for example, do you have a galvanized pipe? Do you have um, copper? Do you have I always get it confused. Is it pets? Yes. Got it right for once. Pecs. <laughs> used to say PVC, uh, but pecs. Pecs plumbing, not PVC, which is a plastic that is more resilient, cost effective from what I've heard from plumbers and contractors when you're replacing your plumbing system. So the question is, is when you are having these replaced, you're not going under your home to check the work of the plumber because they won't often, or they, oftentimes they won't put the proper connectors or the connections between connecting the galvanized, galvanized to the copper. If you connect these two, and this is what I've been told, this is in my experience, and this is what I've found online, you put galvanized plumbing directly to copper, it will create uh, a chemical reaction. So you have these two metals that connect together, and it is cancerous. It is cancerous. So you're not helping yourself by cutting costs, by trying to get someone to do the work, for cheap. And if they do the work for cheap, they may not do that simple thing like putting the proper connector, proper fitting for the connection between the galvanized plumbing or the galvanized pipe and the copper plumbing. Same thing with the packs. They need proper connections. Okay. All right. You're still with me. Good. Now let's talk about roof repairs. It's somewhere as small as a patch of $150 to $1,000, upwards of $6,000 to $16 or more if you need entire roof replaced. This is why you don't want to wait until you need an entire roof replaced. There are some things you can do. This is, you know, this is why I encourage you do a annual home inspection, have your home inspector, the same one that did your home inspection or consult another one and do an annual home inspection just to look at the condition of your uh, maintenance, the condition of your, your systems, the fixtures and different things in your house that you're not paying attention to. How often are you climbing up your roof? How often are you, if you have a raised foundation, are you going under the house? How often are you paying attention to whether you have termite droppings? How often are you paying attention to whether roots from the trees in the front or backyard 
are creating issues right, right, are, are growing right into your plumbing uh, pipe. The reason why I ask those questions is because the truth is we're not. We buy a house and we're done. We're, we continue living life until when the issue becomes an issue. Then we go, oh, that was leaking. Oh, that was gurgling. Oh, that was backed up. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, that's what that was. Don't ignore the signs. HVAC repairs, for those of you who are like, I need AC. Okay, make sure you are maintaining your AC system. So HVAC repairs can range anywhere from $300 to anywhere upwards of $2,500 and or replacing the entire HVAC unit. So changing out the filters, right? Making sure that the uh, HVAC filter lines are properly co connected. Again, if you... If you had an opportunity as a homeowner to get a, a pre-sale inspection, home inspection, use that as your base. It doesn't hurt in the next year, two or three years to call out your home inspector, to have them come out and inspect your home again and just check your fixtures, check your pressure. Like They can do that. It's not just for the sale. They can come back out and actually provide that service to you. I'm saying it now. If you're hearing it for the first time, Okay, now you know. Window repairs, cracked windows and glasses, unless you have someone swapping out the glass. We've had to recently do that, swap out the glass in a broken window. It cost us, uh, I think it was 80 bucks he charged us. And that's because we took the window off and we took it to him to replace the glass and we put the window back on. 80 bucks. It would have likely been more if he had to come take the window off go put in the glass and then come back and install it. So again, that's, I get to see things. I get to see how much we save because my husband's pretty resourceful and experienced. But if you're not, it's okay. Just factor in for your budget. Okay. All right. Moving along. How are you feeling about this? Good so far? Yes. Press one. This is helpful. Press two. Let me know you're sharing. You're letting someone know. Okay. Let's kind of explore the pest and control, the pest control part, because I do want to give you a heads up of a tip. It's a very valuable tip that I ended, I learned on a transaction that I was looking to save. And, and you know me, right? I'm looking to help the homeowners save where they can, whether it's connecting them with vendors who defer payments, whether it's vendors and partners who can offer some savings, because, you know, the more of an opportunity they have to see more of their investment or their 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 proceeds from their equity or the sale of the property makes everybody happy right definitely costs can add up so what i learned in my search and working in in connecting with uh, pest control companies termite companies is this little thing on warranty so a pest control Pest control is the management, I'll read it verbatim for you, is pest control is the management or regulation of pests, usually insects, rodents, and other animals, get it, animals, that are considered harmful to human health, the environment, or property, keeping not just your health, not just the environment, the property, especially if you've got gophers, you've got termites, you've got rats, they're just like eating away at your property, and over time, that's going to create a big, big issue for you. And it's going to be a very expensive fix. So best to do maintenance of this stuff. This was in our maintenance category. Every six months to a year, especially during, I think it was during last summer, I was hearing on the radio uh, and the news that there was like this huge swarm of termites, just like huge swarm of termites. So everyone should have had some type of termite treatment. If you haven't yet done it, definitely consider it because this is why banks uh, usually on VA loans require a termite clearance report is because termites are eating away, literally eating the wood from your property, are literally eating away at their investment, right? Or your investment, you two together, if the bank, if you're using a bank loan. 
So termite treating, which is the tenting of the property. Yes, there are a couple ways you can do it. So look into what's cost effective or what makes most sense. But if you end up tenting the property for fumigation, that means you've got to be out of that property for three days. Three days, you're out of your home. And the cost of tenting it does not include your overnight stay, your hotel stay, or your mini staycation while your home is being tented. So you've got to factor that in. Or do you have family members that you can go stay with for a couple of days while your house is being tented because of the how harsh the chemicals are and how dangerous the chemicals are? There's no way that you can occupy the property while they properly fumigate it. Now, as it relates to fumigation and warranties, it is ideal to have your termite, uh, termite clearance done through the escrow period. And here's why. This is this solid tip that I want to give you is because the companies offer a longer warranty period, usually 12 months versus a six month warranty if the, war if the termite work is done outside of the close of escrow, meaning after the close of escrow. So if you decided you didn't do, and in fact, I learned this as well when we, we, we sold the property and we didn't do the termite during the escrow process, it wasn't part of the contract arrangement or agreement, and the client opted to do the termite work after closing, it was their responsibility and they did not ask the seller to do it. And that was because the seller had agreed to credit, crediting them about $10,000 in closing costs, which essentially played paid for their closing costs. So in order to save 1600, I think it was $1,500 at the time, they said, you know what, it's fine. I'll go ahead and do the termite work after close of escrow when I'm the homeowner. Okay, if you do that, when I consulted the termite company, they told me in the future, you may want to definitely recommend to your client to have the termite done work during the escrow processes because they offer a longer warranty period than having it done outside. So now that I've learned that, you've learned that too. So if you can get it done during that escrow period, get it done during the escrow period, just so that you can tack on the additional warranty period. And what that covers essentially from my understanding and reading some of the disclosures and clauses of the termite agreement is that if there's evidence of termite um, in that during that warranty period, they'll come back out and they'll do another termite um, treatment for you at no additional charge. So that I think is a good deal and it's best to have it for one year versus just six months, just in case, just in case if you, you know, move into an area or there's a season where there's a whole swarm of termites, like that's no fun. Okay. So yes, there's more. <laughs> there are more additional costs as we continue to cover the true cost of homeownership is what we're covering today. There uh, is home security system. Now, some of you may opt out of doing home security system, which is fine, but those costs too can vary from $50 to $200 per month. You want to factor that in. Of course, there are utility bills. You do plan on using water, electric, and gas, right? Yes, Lisa. Of course, the cost will vary based on location, the usage, and the weather conditions, meaning what season you're in. Do know larger homes will require a higher usage, right? More square foot, more square feet to heat up or cool down is going to be reflected in your utility bill. On average, the combined cost for your water and electric and gas bill is $35,385 per month. Now, a lot of you have been sold this solar dream and getting solar panels to save you money. So, the question I have for you is if you know you've got to do the math, don't let someone else do the math for you and sell you on it because that's their job is to sell you on it. So you take your own bills and you factor in how much is your water, electric and gas. And then you factor in the finance charges of installing solar, solar panels because some of you are not only incurring um, finance charges for a 20-year period to get solar installation, but now you've just added a, a lien on your house. Yeah, that's right. You just added a lien on your house. So be mindful of what kind of solar panel, solar deal 
uh, you are being sold and if it actually truly makes sense. Now, you've heard me say this in the past. The real true best seller contracts were back in 2011, last ones being 2015. Anything after that, no bueno. No bueno. So in fact, because solar contracts are now a big deal, I'm really happy to say and share that I've learned that there are now solar inspectors during the escrow period. Spend the money and hire a solar inspector. That is someone who's going to look at the solar panels, look at the usage of those panels, whether it's sufficient and or efficient for the square footage of that house. Why? Just because it has it doesn't mean it's actually a good deal for the square footage of that house. You may not have enough solar panels to actually cool down your house or, you know, to make everything work efficiently. So the things that people don't tell you. I know, I know, I know, I know, but I am, right? So this should say, this is a type on my end. So this should be, say flood insurance. So flood or earthquake insurance. That's another thing that your homeowner's insurance does factor fire insurance. Property insurance is fire hazard insurance. If you would like to add earthquake coverage, you've got to consult the California Earthquake Authority about getting that coverage. The deductible on that is somewhere around 10 to $20,000 for them to cover a claim. All right, so call your insurance agent about that. Oftentimes you may purchase a property that is zoned in a flood zone. You will absolutely be required to get flood insurance. It is a non-negotiable. The lender will not fund that loan if you don't have the proper coverage, if you are in a zoned area for flooding. So you have to get flood insurance. That is an additional premium to your fire hazard insurance policy. And then, of course, there's other things that you might want to add, other things that you might want to add to the, to the property. Now, I'm not an insurance agent, so I didn't really want to give you a range because again, that can vary depending on the square footage, location, and the uh, the type of insurance policy that you're building to meet your needs versus is it just to cover rehabilitation, a rehab costs, replacement costs, is it just enough to cover the the, the, the lender type situation? Um, so there's, there's a lot of nuances. In fact, uh, <clears throat> There are other things that you want to factor in is like in the event of the oopsie uh, and you've got to move out or be out of your home while there's work being done to replace damage to your property. Does the insurance cover your hotel stay? Right. Will they help put you up in a lodging temporary housing? Will that be covered? So you see how these costs add up? Yes, they do. So we, we've already talked more than just your mortgage payment. We've talked more than just your down payment and closing costs. This is about the true cost of your home ownership. Thank you, those of who are uh, here and sharing and inviting people to get this. Of course, if you're catching us towards the end, because we're going to wrap this up shortly, make sure you check the replay out. There's a lot of nuggets that are dropped here on the true cost of home ownership that goes beyond your mortgage payment that most people are not discussing. They're not factoring in. And oftentimes you're not prepared for, which is why you see a lot of properties quickly go into deferred maintenance, right? They go into deferred maintenance and they become dilapidated properties. Why? It's because people simply don't have the money beyond their housing expense, such as your mortgage payment, to maintain your property. It's just the bottom line. People are living paycheck to paycheck and don't have a sufficient savings to manage their home. All right. So here's one thing that, again, this uh, I was inspired to talk about again, because I am really surprised when I hear someone say, I did not know I had to pay an HOA fee. That blows my mind. And I just. I immediately go to the agent, the real estate professional and the lender who was on that deal. And yes, some buyers may have amnesia or may feel overwhelmed and may not be realizing, but I just encourage you as real estate professionals, make sure 
that your borrower, your home buyer client is very clear that in addition to their monthly mortgage payment, they're going to pay a separate HOA fee if they live in an HOA complex that payment goes directly to the HOA association or company. They can make their payment online, set up their account and pay online, or they can go ahead and make the check, pay, pay the um, homeowners association. That is separate from your mortgage. When we started this off in the beginning, I said the common costs are what? Your principal on the loan, the principal loan amount that you borrow, you're paying that back in monthly installments, call your mortgage payment, the cost of the of borrowing, which is your interest on the loan, the MIP, which is the FHA or the conventional mortgage insurance premium or private mortgage insurance premium on those loans. If you put less than 20% down, there are some products with no PMI. If you put 5% down, but I believe it's kind of built in and there's a cost to it. So of course, speak with your lender professional about that. And then there's the HOA fees if you buy a condo or a townhome. If you live within a complex community, the HOA dues are an additional cost that range anywhere anywhere from $80 to $1 per square foot. These are the ones in downtown, downtown LA. Uh, they had a three bedroom, two bath condo. Uh, 2,400 square feet. So if it's a dollar per, per square feet, how much is the HOA? You guessed it. It's an additional $2,400 per month, not factoring in the mortgage on the condo. If you live in a 600 square foot HOA uh, unit and it's a dollar per square feet, how much is your HOA? $600. Now, here's the thing I must say about the HOA. So let's talk about what it covers. Maintaining the common areas, landscaping, pool, and security. It also covers repairs for roofs, sidewalks, and parking lots. And you should check and ask if it may include the water and or trash. Sometimes it includes the insurance as well. So ask, what does your HOA cover? What you also want to ask about is something called any special assessments, meaning if you have just moved in or bought into an HOA community, they may already had approved a special assessments to pass the co increased costs for a period of two, three, or five years to pay for a roof replacement on the entire condo units, right? Because you are all shared owners of this common area. You each own your unit, but you also are shared owners of the condominium or the HOA community complex. Thank you, Ebony. Shout out to you. She's like one, two, and we are reposted. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So pay attention to the homeowner association dues. 80 bucks, depending where you are, may not get you most um, coverage. Another issue with the HOA is that sometimes those HOAs, they're managed by people. Some of you can, as homeowners, uh, apply to be voted in to sit on the board, become a board member, be involved. So at least you know where the money's going, how much money is available for repairs. You know, wh what are they working on next? So these are some of the after facts, right? At the true costs, once you've closed on your property and you realize like, oh, I didn't, I overlooked that I've got to make an extra monthly payment and it doesn't have to do anything with your loan. It just means you have bought into the community. And for as long as you live there, you will pay those HOA fees. And yes, those HOA fees do increase over time. As a bonus comment, what happens if you don't pay your HOA fees? Can your HOA foreclose on you. Can the HOA foreclose on you? Bonus question, yes or no? And uh, Ebony, you know, you've got a giveaway. I'm sitting here like, reminded me the visor. You got to DM me or send me a message so I can get your address. Um, there are a couple of you that won some stuff. You know, I've got swag to give away. I'm going to ready set real estate merch. <laughs> but you, I, if I, you don't give me an address, I can't DM you. So, Anyway, giveaway, 
Uh, so answer this question for me. Can, and what am I giving away? Visor. I got a red, black, gray, and white. Summer's coming. Spring's here, right? Summer's here. Wait, are we in summer? No, spring equinox. So summer's here. So you could look fly. So fly. Can, uh, can HOA for close on you if for non-payment of HOA Bonus question. Can the HOA foreclose on you for non-payment of the HOA dues? These are dues that covers the exterior and common areas of the property. And they range anywhere from $80 or more per month. There's only two options, yes or no. Can the HOA foreclose on you for non-payment of HOA dues? Shout out to those of you who are streaming on ERDJ Enterprise. Uh, we, I'm so happy to, uh, Evan's back doing amazing things. And thank you all for tuning in. Already said real estate, we are a Facebook watch channel. Those of you who are connected through Black Events LA, shout out to those of you who've been connected on Black Events LA, going strong. Ebony says, yes. And then she says, IDK. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so you'd be happy to know your first guess was correct. Yes, the HOA can foreclose on you for non-payment. So go figure. They will be responsible for having to make sure that what you owe on your mortgage gets paid off during that foreclosure action. I feel like I want to talk about foreclosures on the next uh, next show. I just really love talking about foreclosures because it's just, it's all in the contract, y'all. Like, there's just so much in these mortgages that, uh no one ever reads it. But anyway, all right, good guess, Ebony. Good job. Thanks for participating on that. All right, so here we are. We're going to wrap this up. You guys have hung out strong. Have any questions, send them to lisa at lasuperagent.com. If you got a specific question regarding your, your real estate situation, of course, I'm happy to consult with you at no cost. Of course, we do not charge for our um, inheritors, our beneficiaries of probate and or trust properties. If you are experiencing a death of a borrower or property owner, of course, we're available for you 24-7. I do make myself available on an emergency and priority basis for those clients. Uh, yours truly, Lisa Gillette, also broker owner of Devenio Estates, which means I'm actively a real estate professional and I enjoy doing the Ready, Set Real Estate show for you all because it's our show of edutainment, of real estate literacy and education at its finest. And we've been going strong. So I want to thank you all for rocking with us. And uh, that's today's segment, the true cost of home ownership. And I've been wanting to do this and I'm glad I caught that show. I think it was called Get Rich or something, Getting Rich. And no one rarely talks about the true cost of home ownership. I've touched on it, but this is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time I broke it down. Excuse me. Okay. That's our show for today. Of course, I need to drink more water. Talking one hour straight is the clock. Woo! One hour straight. All right. With that, I say have a fantastic and productive, productive and powerful week. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Take care, y'all. Bye.